Hello and welcome to Astrology Today, your regular look at the planetary movements and how astrology may affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Norma Lachance. I'm your host. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for the full moon in Pisces edition of the podcast for Friday, September 9th, 2022. Welcome to the podcast. All right, I'm not going to lie. I struggled with what to call this podcast because there's just so much going on. Yes, we're going to talk all about the full moon and Mercury retrograde and the weekend. So we got to get to it because, yeah, I promised, you know, five to 10 minutes of what's happening in astrology, but that might go over today just because there is a lot going on. And thank you so much for the great response to volunteers for charts. I've got examples, a couple of surprises. uh, So I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, let's get to the themes right now. All right, well, the first thing I want to talk about is Mercury stationing retrograde. And I'm, then I'm going to talk about the full moon. And then I'm going to talk about the weekend perspective. And I'm doing it in that order, because guess what, that's the order in which it's happening. So that's my linear brain working again. So yes, let's talk about Mercury stationing retrograde. Now, I sometimes perhaps erroneously make the assumption that you all know lots about astrology, and that might be incorrect. So I'm going to break it down a little bit. And uh, if I bore you, well, you know, you can fast forward through it. That's the wonderful thing about technology. Or let's really understand where the term retrograde and Mercury retrograde specifically what this means. So back in the day, and I mean, like 2000 years ago, prior to Copernicus, uh, all astrology was based on the earth being the center of the universe, and that everything revolved around the earth. And so imagine, you know, the guy, the person in the field lying down, looking up at the stars, wondering about their purpose in life, as we do, and looking at the planets, the visible ones, and noticing that something looked like it was going backwards. So then when we talk about Mercury retrograde, you know, you'll hear you go on the internet, and it'll give you all this, you know, free advice, uh, that, you know, Mercury's moving backwards. That's actually not true. No planet is really moving backwards. But it's relative position to the earth, meaning when we look up in the sky, it appears to be uh, moving retrograde. So its appearance of moving backwards, of course, has an influence on us and on, you know, what we experience. So I want you to imagine, you know, you're on a train, I was just recently in Europe, and man, there's a lot of trains there. And you're on parallel tracks, and one train is going faster than the other. So the slower moving train, it's going to appear like it's moving backwards relative to the faster moving train. Well, they're both moving forward just not at the same speeds. And that's exactly what's happening when Mercury or Mars or Venus turns retrograde. And so it is this relative position of Mercury moving backwards. Now, Mercury turns retrograde about three times a year. And, you know, because it is a pretty quick moving planet and fairly close to the Earth, this is part of the reason why, you know, it happens uh, with good regularity. I want you to imagine 
an S kind of like Superman's, you know, the, the thing on his chest, that S. And that's basically the path that we like to think about when Mercury goes retrograde. So that top part of the S, we call that the pre-shadow. So I mean, it's Mercury starting to slow before it stations retrograde. And so this slowing period is called the pre-shadow. And in this particular case, that started at 24 degrees of Virgo way back in August uh, 21st. It's slowing until it gets to later on tonight, about 8.38 uh, p.m. to be exact, Pacific Daylight Time. It's going to station retrograde on um, 8 degrees of 55 minutes of Libra. And it stands there for a bit. You know, it's, you know, it doesn't turn on a dime. It's not like a sports car that just whips around. And then it comes back during the retrograde period. It's going to be clicking backwards through the longitudinal positions until it gets to 24 Virgo. And that happens on um, October 1st. And so it is in this retrograde period for that whole time. Then the bottom part of the S, it starts moving quick quickening, moving faster until it clears the whole space again at eight degrees Libra. And that occurs on October 17th. So the entire retrograde cycle start started actually back in August 21st, and it'll be completely done October 17th. And so it is going to cross over those positions between 24 degrees Virgo and eight degrees Libra three times. And this is why we talk about, you know, it's um, revisiting, rechoosing, reconsidering um, what is happening. So if you have a lot of activity in between those two positions, 24 degrees Virgo and eight degrees Libra, then you may really feel uh, this particular retrograde period. So the question is, is where is it in your chart? Which house is it in? So as a particular example, I took my partner's chart and for him, it's all happening in his ninth house. And so these could be messages about, you know, continuing education, travel, higher meaning, perhaps some choices that he's made recently that he needs to reconsider, rechoose, and or revisit. Okay, well, moving on to the full moon in Pisces. So let's just first do, you know, the nerdy details. I love that stuff. So that the full moon is occurring at 17 degrees, 41 minutes and around 2.59 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. So of course, adjust um, your, you know, time zone based where you are. So really, the full moon is occurring tomorrow, uh, September 10th, but I wanted to talk about it ahead of time. So you can kind of capture the energy of it. If you do some sort of ceremony or, you know, rite or ritual around the full moon, it's important to do it before it actually hits. So you can really capitalize on that energy. Now I tell you that uh, the full moon, of course, is halfway through the lunar cycle. The lunar cycle starts when the moon and the sun are in conjunction at a new moon. So here we are halfway through uh, the moon and the sun are facing off and are in opposition. So when I say 17 degrees 41 minutes the moon currently in Pisces is facing off against the sun which is in Virgo and let's just talk a little bit about this Virgo Pisces axis and it's really known as the service axis you know the axis so the you know Virgo is all around being useful the pragmatic part of the earth sign of Virgo 
And one can say, you know, there it's about detailed service, that attention to detail, taking care of the finer points of things. And given that the sun is there, this could be very much around, uh, you know, honing your skills, perfecting your skills in order to attain those goals, which represents, of course, the sun. At the other end of the axis, we have Pisces. Yes, universal service, really serving the greater good, uh, perhaps a bit of a sacrificial piece of service, giving up a of ourselves uh, to, you know, for that service mindedness, perhaps it's more based on your intuition or your spirituality. And because it's the moon is here, it's around finding comfort in that area, using emotions to guide you or to your intuitiveness to guide you. You know, the interesting thing about the full moon is, of course, it's big, beautiful. I mean, there's nothing more. Uh, uh, there's no more obvious sign of astrology than a full moon, because of course, we can see the moon right up there. And keep in mind, of course, that the moon does not have its own light source, that the only reason we can see it is because the sun shines upon it. And so in some ways, it gives us sort of an, a clarity about the underbelly of life, about the subconscious or the subliminal part of life. And um, the full moon is the time to perhaps illuminate that so we can see it a bit more clearly. You know, the moon is basically lit up. Now, the other piece of uh, the this particular full moon in Pisces that's interesting is what's also captured is a T-squared. So the moon and the sun are in opposition, but both of them are squaring Mars. Yes, the planet of action, of defense. And so there may be, you know, uh, this may be a great time to really uh, put you know, your words behind or actions behind your words, rather actions behind your sentiments in terms of trying to balance your needs and your wants, which is what's going on with this opposition. And so you may need to defend that. Maybe that's why Mars is, is squaring here, or there may be some actions that you may want to put into place to implement to get those needs and wants met along that service action. All right, let's have a look at some examples. All right. Well, always the fun part of the podcast when we look at specific examples. And thank you so much for everybody uh, sending in their chart to volunteer. So I have selected a few key ones. Um, let's just remind ourselves, of course, because it's an opposition, we have two houses that are affected because they face off against each other. And so you really need to consider two areas of life when you're looking at a full moon. So uh, and remember that we're balancing our goals on one hand, which represented the sun our goals, our identity, and on the other side, you know, our needs are where we find comfort. Um, you know, these are all represented by the moon. Okay, so first example, longtime uh, follower and client of mine, Alicia, so graciously, uh, let me uh, use her chart. And here we see that in Alicia's chart, moon in Pisces in the fourth house, opposite the sun in Virgo in the 10th house. So I call this the classic uh, work-life balance axis. And so here, you know, there may be some uh, challenges here trying to balance those emotional needs of home, of foundation, you know, of finding comfort, you know, cocooning in with a big blanket, I think of. And the at the other end of the axis, perfecting that skill of service in her vocation or in her work. And as I said, it's this classic, work-life balance that may be a theme for her uh, for this particular month. Uh, 
Okay, moving on, we've got Michelle, who sent me uh, her chart and a uh, longtime listener, first time volunteer, love to say that. And so here in Michelle's chart, moon in Pisces in the third house, opposite sun in Virgo in the ninth house. So here's third house opposite ninth house. So here, this is balancing perhaps your emotional connection to siblings and or your neighborhood. So that's represented by the third house with goals of perhaps travel or long distance travel specifically, higher learning, that idea around searching for meaning. Ninth house is all around, you know, philosophical, uh, perhaps foreign cultures, foreign philosophies, tapping into that. Now, specifically in Michelle's chart, I noticed that this, the sun in this particular full moon is right on her natal moon. And that can really, you know, tap into, you know, kind of trigger some more emotional responses for this particular new moon. And my, my suggestion always is when the moon is involved, self-care, take care of yourself, find comfort in that, those ninth house themes. So perhaps you're very much a, you know, you, you um, find comfort or nurturing out of learning, out of, you know, aspiring for higher meaning then maybe that's through philosophy or foreign cultures that's definitely a place for you to tap into that and then finally Jacqueline uh, who I used her chart you know gosh it's been probably well over a year maybe even longer uh, when she did uh, volunteer and interestingly enough both Jacqueline and Michelle same house position so again moon in the third house opposite uh, the sun in the ninth house. So again, this balancing between finding comfort in um, that emotional connection that you may have with your siblings and or people or, you know, things that are going on in your neighborhood, as opposed to striving to, you know, exploring uh, foreign cultures or far away travel um, and finding, um, finding inspiration there. And I wonder for Jacqueline, if that seems quite natural as she has Sagittarius on the ascendant. And that's very much that idea of exploration and, you know, really getting out there and experiencing some adventure. All right, well, let's have a quick look at the weekend in terms of the weekend perspective. So if you stuck in this long, thanks very much for sticking around. So of course, currently moon is in Pisces as it's preparing for this uh, full moon. And it'll be there until Sunday uh, when it clicks over into Aries, the top of the astrological calendar. Now keep in mind, of course, the moon moves through all 12 signs in about a month. That's basically how we measure a month around here. And so it spends two to three days in each sign. It's going to be in Aries until Tuesday. So you can think of it as the first half of the weekend, bit more emotional, bit more intuitively led, then moving into more impetuous, impulsive, fiery Aries. And so that fire sign might be a bit more of a spark to perhaps end up the weekend. Keep in mind a couple of aspect patterns that are here for today, both of them having, you know, at the T squared with Mars as the focal planet being the planet of defense or action really kind of kicking off this, you know, uh, these oppositions. The first one is Venus opposite the moon, and that's prior to the, the full moon happening. So it's occurring actually right now. And it's really balancing, you know, love and compassion and relating to each other with our intuition. And so the, the moon and uh, Venus tend to blend quite well together. Then of course, it moves into that uh, T squared that I mentioned earlier for the full moon. 
Now, the really big headline story after the full moon, of course, is on Sunday, the beginning of an Earth Grand Trine. This is lovely. I love a Grand Trine. If you've heard me speak about them before, I think of them as kind of a really solid three-legged chair, very solid foundation, especially with an Earth Grand Trine. It's concrete, it's grounded, it's supportive. And this is going to be with us until the 19th of September, which is, you know, a good chunk of time. So, I pointed out because sometimes uh, a grand trine, of course, is made up of three trines, and those are what are called easy aspects and can kind of float under the air, the the radar. It's important to be aware of them so we can take advantage of that that nice blending. So, what are we talking about specifically here? We have the sun trined with Pluto, trined with Uranus. And so given that it's uh, Pluto and Uranus, quite slow moving planets, this is why the aspect pattern is uh, lasting as long as it is. And so here with Uranus and Pluto trining together, we may have um, some sudden growth or transformation involving our goals or our identity and in a supportive way. And so it may not, it may when I say sudden, it may not necessarily be a shock, but, you know, these changes may emerge out of this nice uh, blending from the trine. Now, I did pull out, uh, I just want to point out that if your birthday is anywhere between September 11th and September 20th, you may really... Uh, be able to take advantage of this because of course it involves the sun and it would be uh, captured in your solar return chart. So um, this is uh, really highlighted for all you Virgos out there that have your birthdays between September 11th and September 20th. That's it. That's all for the podcast. A little bit of a longer one. I appreciate you if you listened right to the end. Thanks for that. Certainly hope you got something out of it. If you have any questions about Mercury retrograde, about the full moon or anything involving astrology, certainly send that my way. I'm always interested in what's on the minds of the listener. Uh, my email, of course, is astrologydiva, that's D-V-A, at gmail.com. All right. Well, I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, remember that I'm back on Tuesday for the week perspective. All right, have yourselves a good one. And I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.